0: Welcome back. This is Obscure Agami, a hopefully enjoyable podcast where myself, Thomas, and myself, Ben, talk about obscure things. How do we define obscure? We,
1: we have that discussion so far, almost we, every episode. Yeah,
0: almost every episode. So far, we've maintained that pretty much any topic is free game as long as the podcast itself is obscure. Right. Um, once it makes... To plunge into popularity then mm-hmm. we'll have to start worrying about whether or not our topics right. themselves are, are obscure but uh right well, obscurity really is is relative slow death is is one of our topics wow. today did not see that coming that's well it's 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 a specific kind of slow death oh so this specific type of slow death is is obscure. It is Hopefully. pretty
1: obscure. Right.
0: Okay. Only only about 40 families suffer
1: from this uh, genetic disorder. Oh wow. It is uh, literally not sleeping until you die. Is this something that happens at, at birth, <laughs> or just like what trigger? What? Well, it's it's a genetic disorder that sets on you in middle age. It's called fatal familial insomnia. And it, it's basically one day. There's four stages to the disease, and one day you just start having problems sleeping, and then that gets progressively worse until you're basically not ever in a state of sleep. And from the way I understand it, you can you can sink into a state where you're not completely conscious, but you're. If they hook you up to an EEG, they basically never see the patterns of like REM sleep or deep sleep. Like you're you're just in a state of right. Basically a coma where you're not completely conscious and then you start having hallucinations And then you're you're sort of like sleepwalking you lose the ability to like stand up or the ability to Communicate effectively with people and then gradually you just sort of slip away
0: you basically just die of of not sleeping that so Does death of not sleeping happen to people who don't have this? to this disease? This, yeah, pre- this specific this is, disease? Uh, Cause I'm like, uh, it seems like dying of not sleeping is a thing <laughs> that would happen <laughs> right, to some people given certain circumstances, but is that- I think I think you most of the something...
1: cases of people dying without sleep are, are people who like push themselves too far and didn't get right. enough sleep and right. then right. suffer the consequences to their body but because people, of
0: that and then died from those things. From those things, but people generally don't die Literally because they could not fall asleep, right because your body Theoretically should force you to sleep, right? But
1: what's happened is there's these uh, proteins that are are misfolded they're called prions Right and the prions live in your thalamus and they they eat away at parts of your brain. It's the same basic cause of like mad cow disease and uh, CJD which is like Crut, Crut, cr- cr- <laughs> Jacobson, hold on. I can't remember how to pronounce it. I can see the words. Crutsfeld Jacob disease. The distinguishing factor about these diseases is that there's
0: no cure for them. There's no known cure. treatment. So these prions are munching away. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse my glibness. I know this is not a, this is not nearly This is not life. something to be flippant about.
1: Not nearly as light as, say, uh, Gregor McGregor right. sending 50 people to their deaths in the yes. jungle.
0: Yeah, but these prions, they're munching away, but that's they are Are they hitting a specific part of your brain that's causing you to not be able to sleep, or are they just indiscriminately chowing down and causing other problems I mean, it must be a specific part of the brain that causes it right, to... Right, right. And I'm
1: sure it's like different parts of the brain depending on what disorder Cause you have. Because this is the primary... I see, I see. So,
0: the prions...
1: So, for like FFI, or um, fatal familial insomnia, right? it's a specific part of your brain that they're...
0: I see. So, these... Destroying. These prions can cause numerous different issues, and FFI is is one of those. This
1: is a particular genetic strain.
0: Are all prion issues slow death types of of things? Not that... Would fall in the classification of slow death?
1: I don't think... I don't think mad cow disease
0: is. I
1: didn't spend a lot of time, time researching, researching the other that. other okay. diseases.
0: Um, well, I'll keep my line of questioning
1: <laughs> open. No, that, that's, a, that's a fair question. Um, so I know CJD
0: is a slow death. It seems situations. like the familial. And some people believe Alzheimer's maybe. is a
1: prion caused disease as well. Interesting. It's which is a slow proteins. death. Yeah.
0: yeah. It seems like the familial aspect of it is kind of a uh, significant. Right aspect does it it happens to entire families well the way the way it happens is it it
1: it affects like one so let's say one parent has it and the other parent does not it has a 50-50 chance of affecting the child okay so it may or may not be passed on and it doesn't usually set on until middle age so you might not know that you're a carrier you might not know right because your your father <clears throat> or your parents might not have had it or known that they were carrying it
0: i am it is something that can be detected by
1: a blood test though
0: okay so you can get tested for it right um do you know anything about the the discovery of this because i'm sure it was something that for a while was missed not diagnosed and people were very i'm glad
1: you asked that <laughs> thomas
0: <laughs> as a matter of fact the the believed patient zero
1: this was a man in Venice in uh, 1765. So it's, it's that old of a disease. But he was placed in an asylum and most people throughout history who have suffered from this disorder have faced a lot of different diagnosis. And there haven't been a lot of cases where they actually examined people to find out what was going on, where they right. actually did yeah. brain studies until the 80s until they actually found out that it was prions that were causing it and since then they've been looking for a cure as far as like what originally caused it to happen like it's a genetic mutation so right nobody really knows why all of a sudden
0: these proteins
1: just decided (laughs) to mutate
0: it just reminds me of one of those things that would have been largely misunderstood and like you would have some uncle that like oh well he just went crazy in his 30s and like didn't sleep for a month and then died (laughs) and there wouldn't be much more uh
1: you generally last about seven to eight months okay so you you start by that's from like the very beginning like the onset of right right you start having like
0: severe insomnia right all the way through to the death the onset is not like the lat from the onset you may sleep Mm-hmm. after it yeah. onsets it just gr- eventually works itself up too. to the point that you're not sleeping yeah you're not sleeping at right. all so it's not like you don't sleep
1: for seven months right right but like by the time you're into like stage i think it's two you're already you're already not ever in a state of real sleep
0: how many stages are there four four i think you already said that yeah randy gardner is the record holder for not sleeping I think eleven days. Eleven days and twenty four minutes. Yeah, um, stumbled across him. Yeah, I'm curious if uh, if any anyone with FFI has 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 him beat. Has him beat only to end up in death. Well, <laughs> I think I think what they're
1: talking about as far as his record from from what I could discern because I was a little confused. Um, I think his record is staying completely awake you can correct me if i'm wrong okay i see where he was he was not even in a state of kind right, of stupor right. or sleepwalking right kind of not you're not really your brain's not in a state of sleep yeah is what happens um, whereas... so where even though these people are are, are not necessarily fully conscious yeah and they can even be driven into a coma one of the interesting things is that sometimes drugs that you think well you could just knock somebody out with drugs right barbituous and just put them into a sleep but actually that will send them into a coma and the EEGs show that they're still not asleep and they're just in, a, in yeah. a a state of some sort non-rest of, right <laughs> it fascinates me because it's it's one of those things that you don't ever think about really being deprived of unto death. Like yeah. you could you could be deprived of water or like food and like we think about that all the time like dehydration and starvation, yeah. but we rarely think about the no. lack
0: of sleep being something that can yeah. go so
1: far as to kill you.
0: Right. Yeah, it I it's just I guess it feels like one of those things that's so natural to our bodies like breathing mm-hmm. that like you you hardly hear people like holding their breath to death or like right. you know lo- lo- losing the ability to like remember how to breathe and then dying just through yeah. their own body's inability to like perform a function mm-hmm. a self-sustaining function the other thing is
1: like mad cow disease is something that spreads obviously right. through eating contaminated yeah. beef but are any of these other prion diseases Transmittable, and I wasn't really able to find anything yeah. that indicates that they are. But
0: just an interesting idea. There's a um, there's a never scientifically verified account of uh, Ty Nagak N yeah. G O C Ngoc. Yep. He was born in 1942 and claimed in 2006 to have been awake for 33 years, or 11,700 nights, according to. Yeah. A Vietnamese news organization. I've
1: uh, I've stumbled across him as well. A lot of people believe that he uh, that he has s- slept in the sense that he's he's been rested in some form, whether or not he can tell. And a, a common occurrence with sleep disorders is you kind of lose your ability to tell
0: if when, you're asleep you're right. or not. Yeah.
1: So and that's that's pretty much the case with all the sufferers from FFI. But he his story is considered a possible uh, case of FFI, but there's not a lot of scientific yeah. study that's been done into his his specific case. So he's a very interesting fellow. He yeah. he still works a regular job and carries buckets of water to the fields and <laughs> <laughs> lives
0: lives his life. <laughs> so now there's another thing to add add to your list of. Of things that you know you hope you never have a doctor tell you well you have FFI right good luck trying to sleep for the next seven months right. as you walk slowly into the night of yeah unending <laughs> <laughs> unending non-rest
1: it's it's just about one of the worst ways to die that I can think of yeah
0: it sounds pretty terrible
1: it's I mean it's just agony not being able to sleep terrible. Or, or ever rest yeah there's a but there's there's a couple documentaries on YouTube that I'll include links to on the show notes but one of them is regards uh a pair of sisters whose father died from the uh disorder and uh, it was it was about their decision whether or not to get tested and one sister decided not to get tested right to see if she had it and she said well we all have a terminal something and it, it's just i don't know
0: it's sobering to think about that if you if you get tested is it a is it a sure thing that it's going to you, the testing just tells you if you're a car- a carrier, not if it will actually, cause not everyone who carries it.
1: I'm not a hundred percent sure. My understanding was that the testing would tell you if you had the disease. I see. Not necessarily that you would die from it, that it would settle Interesting. right. Interesting. But interestingly enough, the sister who did get tested had children anyway, and her test came back negative, I guess. So <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah but yeah it's an interesting interesting and unusual way to go slow death FFI there's a lot of research that's going on into developing drugs that can fight prions what's interesting about them is that they're they're not they don't have any DNA and so they can't be attacked in the same way that normal viruses can right so there's a lot of research into trying to like kill them by tying off fibrillands, but they like they can't be destroyed by alcohol boiling acid standard autoclaving
0: methods or radiation wow so they're 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 pretty th- hard to fight yeah they're hardy little fellas um i wonder what these people do to like treat themselves as it's happening because you think mm-hmm. like pain you can take a pain medication Uh, or like sleep aid or if 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 you're in other kinds of if you're in pain or you're going through something else you could take like drugs you know uh, or painkillers but like what do you do if if you're not sleeping right uh, to kind of ease your
1: and the sleep aids don't help right you can't take a sleep
0: aid do you right. just occupy your mind so you don't go crazy while you're awake? Or, well, uh, by the
1: time, by the time by you're the time, at the point where you can't sleep, you're right. already having hallucinations, right? So like you're already not. Not really with it. Yeah. You're really already starting, starting to lose your consciousness and your focus. Yeah. and It's basically a form of dementia is what it is, but it's brought about by
0: lack of sleep. Terrible. Well, let's cheer things another up. Another terrible thing is our random Wikipedia articles section, which we'll do now. Oh, that is terrible. I'm going to hit the button, and we'll see. Do you want to explain what this section is? Well, this, any is, further? this is just a section where we hit the random article button on Wikipedia.org, the infamous website. Thank you for that concise and well-worded <laughs> explanation. And and then we just kind of see what it is, and we talk about it. <laughs> so what has the internet brought us this fine evening? This, this evening we have the M1134, or 1134, uh, Anti tank guided missile vehicle. Ooh. It's a United States armored fighting vehicle from the Stryker family of vehicles, hmm. which I'm sure you're all very familiar with. Uh, now, what is what is a Stryker family of vehicles? The Stryker family, then, since you're not familiar, is uh, the interim armored vehicle uh, Stryker. It's a family of eight wheeled armored fighting vehicles from the Canadian Law of 3, and based on the Swiss Piranha 3 8x8.
1: They look as like we all know. <laughs> yes, of course. They look like vehicles that I've seen often in war movies and Godzilla films. So they're they're very familiar. Yeah. To my
0: eyes, even though I didn't know they were called. If you haven't seen the M1134 anti-tank guided missile vehicle, you've probably seen something like of a it.
1: similar nature.
0: Yeah. The one of the most interesting aspects of this to me is. Uh, you can probably check the the show notes out for a photo of this, or just Google. It's this sort of like cage slat armor. I guess that's an optional thing since this is yeah. <laughs> fitted with slat armor, right? Um, but uh, what's the
1: scale of what I'm looking at here? Like how tall? It says other. it says like weight and length, height eight foot eight inches. Uh, gotcha. So
0: it's similar to a tank in size, but maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. looks like the anti-tank guided missile vehicle shortened to ATGM reinforces mm. the brigade's infantry battalions uh, reinforces a the a brigade's reconnaissance squadron and provides long range direct fires so that weapon on the top there is basically a missile launcher to take out enemy tanks enemy tanks specifically what I want to know is if there's an anti anti tank guided missile vehicle, vehicle. So an anti-anti-tank. Yeah, what do you, you know, clearly we have vehicles now for taking out tanks. Right,
1: how do you anti the antis? How do you
0: take out the anti-tank vehicles? Right, That's. you vehicle. gotta bring in the anti-antis. Yeah. Nukem, it has a caterpillar engine, I see. Of the 300 striker vehicles in, the, in a striker brigade combat team, nine are M1134s. When was this particular might, vehicle manufactured? Just learning about the striker and gen- the striker vehicle type in general. Nineteen ninety nine. They started making strikers. General Eric Shinseki, then US Army Chief of Staff, outlined a transformation plan for the Army that would allow it to adapt post Cold War conditions. An early phase of the plan called for the introduction of an interim armored vehicle which was intended to fill the capability gap between heavy and lethal, but not easily deployable vehicles. Basically, these things are attempting to fill that gap between a Humvee, which would be a lighter armored, mm-hmm. but easy to get out there vehicle. Right, very mobile. Very mobile, and a tank, which would be much heavier armored, but gotcha. much more difficult to, uh, to deploy. So it wasn't just intended as an in- anti-tank the striker well the striker family of vehicles which the m1134 looks basically to be a striker vehicle with some certain modifications right. made to it
1: it's a specific member of the family yeah. but
0: in general the vehicles
1: aren't just intended to fight tanks they have, they have a more general purpose yeah. in that they
0: fill that gap yeah. initial pro- production in 2005 for evaluation and full production in 2007. Gotcha. So they're pretty new. It looks like they're still being made. I wish that our random Wikipedia articles came with a
1: random article expert (laughs) (laughs) to just like tell us interesting facts. Yes. That we might be missing. I do have to say that thing is pretty neat.
0: That uh, I'm really curious about the, the the slat armor. The slat armor. What the necessity of that is? Slat armor, also known as bar armor, cage armor, and standoff armor. Uh, it, it is a type of vehicle armor designed to protect protect against anti tank rocket propelled grenade attacks. Hmm. So their anti tank vehicles have anti tank missile defenses. What? How is it more defensive? It takes the have... form of a rigid slatted metal grid mm-hmm. fitted around key sections of the vehicle, which disrupts the shaped charge of the warhead by either crushing it preventing optimal detonation from occurring or by damaging fusing that me- mechanism preventing detonation outright. Wow. Interesting. Because it doesn't it. look like doesn't, you're more protected. It, it basically looks like a little like grill like somebody took yeah. made a large grill grating and just like bolted Wrapped it around. to the side. Huh, and that's that's more effective against those kind of weapons. Huh. I mean, I guess I guess even if that was triggering the detonation, just to have the detonation happening six inches to a foot away from the your hull, arm, your hull instead of directly on yeah. the hull could probably help quite a bit in mitigating. Although but, it sounds like it can do more than that too. Yeah, it sounds like it may even so, just stop it from happening sometimes. But uh, Pretty handy. It's been used in the Iraq war and the war in Afghanistan. Well, slow death and weapons of war. This has been a very cheerful episode of Obscurigami. Soldiers anecdotally refer to strikers as Kevlar Coffin. So on mm-hmm. that note, most uplifting episode. This one will follow in stark contrast to the uh, the episode tur- you, you... turbine turbine engines episode, if it does yes. in fact end up preceding this one.
1: If you didn't hear the turbine episode it's because we didn't
0: release it and you're welcome if you listened if if you haven't listened to this episode yet (laughs) if you have if you just if you're listening to the end of the episode of this episode to find out if you want to listen to the previous you know 20 minutes or so you're a horrible person and why are you doing why are you doing that but also you know if you were a little put off by the joviality of the previous right. episode, assuming it was the turbine engine right. episode. Just this, listen to this episode. Listen to this episode. It's a nice little
1: downer. I think I think they balance each other out.
0: Yeah, yeah. they're
1: kind of like a, a duo.
0: Yeah. We I haven't really seen a lot of the download numbers yet. Seeing as how we haven't put this up. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, afraid a lot. We're, I'm afraid we're losing listeners.
1: I have so. personally interacted with our our listening audience, <laughs> and it seems like. They're still pretty enthralled with us, so... Well, uh, if... As much as they ever have
0: been. If you're enthralled and you're listening to this, uh, send us some feedback. Or, you know, if you happen to know a lot about the M1134... Please don't kill us. Please, uh, yeah. For our ignorance. Yeah. Consider. You can,
1: uh, see the show notes
0: on the interwebs. Obscurigami.com. Obscurigami.com. Send so us an email. All, all things obscure, including this podcast. Uh, I think that's that. That about wraps it up, most likely. That I think that's a show. Another one in the in the bags, in the cans, cans France. <laughs> they should do like a like an ice some type of ice bucket challenge for the uh, the FFI, but not the ice bucket challenge because that's already been done. Right. Something, Something to else. raise awareness. Yeah, raise awareness. Raise some. I mean, it's only like forty. What did you say? Like forty, 40 families? families. It's not that many people. But not still, so many people. it's a horrible way to go. It's it's pretty bad.